Hey guys, and welcome to a very special episode of the Hoppy Boys podcast. Last week, I was over in WA visiting Rory, and we tracked down to Bustleton in Western Australia's southwest region, and were lucky enough to catch up with Jason Credaro, head brewer at Shelter Brewing in Bustleton. And I, I just just got to start by saying, nicest dude you'll ever meet. Jason, you know, gave us so much of his time. He took us around the production of Shelter, showed us all the tanks. We had a couple of skewies, had a laugh, and we thought we'd revitalize our segment. Five questions with a brewer, in this case, a head brewer. How lucky are we? Um, so, yeah, just, just once again, Jason, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We do really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, we're just going to jump straight into it, guys. So this is a very special um, edition of the Hoppy Boys podcast. There won't be much chatting between myself and Rory. Um, We're just going to jump straight into the Shelter interview. And yeah, I really hope you guys enjoy. And don't forget to jump on the socials, the Hoppy Boys on Instagram and the Hoppy Boys official on TikTok. I'll throw up some reels of the day um, spent at Shelter. And yeah, enjoy. Hey, I'm Adam. And I'm Rory. And welcome to the Hoppy Boys Podcast. A place to talk beer, frothies, brewing, lager, hazy boys, and frothies. So thanks for coming. Crack a tin with us. And let's find some true hoppiness together. G'day guys, we're here on the Hoppy Boys Podcast and Adam and I are here with Jason, who is head brewer and founder Yep, uh, and yeah, director. Yeah, I'm one of the founders and owners here at Shelter. Brilliant. So yeah, thanks for joining us today, and yeah, we've had a great time having a bit of a look around the brewery and hearing a bit about how Shelter started, and yep. yeah, tasting some of the absolutely delicious beers. So um, first question that we'll jump into is, I guess, Jason. A lot of people in WA know Shelter, um, fantastic brewery. If we're coming down to Bustleton, we love to stop in here. We'll stay here, which we're doing this time. Um, but some of our listeners over east might not know too much about Shelter. So could you give us a bit of a rundown on the brewery and how you started off? Yep, sure. Um, okay, I guess uh, here at Shelter uh, is a collaboration of my family and another local family, the Packard Hares. So we started this project back in 2013. So it has been a very long time to get to this point. Uh, and in about... 2019, the Packard Hairs jumped on board with this project and we changed up a lot of things, including the build design. And then uh, we started building uh, in the middle of COVID and opened on around, I think, the 4th of November 2020 here in Bustleton. Uh, yeah, with the, yep, the fully functioning brew system trying to make everything on site. Um, yeah, what else about Shelter? <laughs> That's what we want to know. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, since then, yeah, we've been, like, we make everything here on site. We have a second facility where we package our beers. Um, we found out pretty quickly that operating a brewery in a pretty busy tourism space uh, meant, yeah, packaging was just extremely difficult as far as logistics, noise, everything like that went. Yeah. So we had to shift it off site to try and make sure we could do everything ourselves, make enough beer for venue and for trade. Brilliant. Yeah, so obviously Shelter Brewing situated right in the heart of Bustleton, uh, very close to the jetty, so fantastic yes. spot. Yeah. And there's a, another few breweries um, in Bustleton, well, one, is it just the one other brewery? 
um, but in the south, in the southwest, there's you know a, a thriving beer scene. It's almost a bit of a mecca for craft beer nuts. Um, so, how does Shelter fit into that um, that scene? And maybe you've got a few points of difference which um, you've tried to exploit. Maybe you can run us through that. Yep. Um... I guess, uh, yes, being right here on the Bustle foreshore, 50 metres to the water, uh, we have a very large demographic of people that come to the area to visit. Uh, so because of that, I guess we've tried to keep deliberately keep our beers it, probably in that slightly more sessionable range, so uh, slightly lighter styles, still with plenty of like hop expression there, but something that is a little bit approachable for everybody. Uh, and with a pretty large focus on our core range as well. Um, so I guess uh, it's kind of worked really well. Um, uh, I guess us and all the other, uh, we kind of complement all the other local breweries and vice versa. Uh, just up the road, like, uh, like I guess good mates of ours, Rocky Ridge, they've got some amazing core range of beers, but then they're very well known for their limited releases as well um, and some nice, really big, boozy, hoppy styles too. So it's great, like you've got... Uh, that style, 50 metres up the road and come here and get something a little bit lighter, a little bit more sessionable, but then at the same time we've got uh, something like our IPA, which kind of does fit that niche as well. Yeah. Uh, and especially down here, we are in a wine region at the end of the day, so there's a lot of breweries that are focusing on like uh, some barrel styles, some sour styles as well, and we kind of all kind of get to play in lots of scenes, which is great. Yeah, awesome. And yeah, I think that's the awesome thing about the craft beer industry that I've seen is there's certainly a lot of collaboration and, you know, whilst you are competitors, there's still something to be said yeah, for, for yeah, we're, <laughs> that's exactly it. And yeah, I know Bustleton, it's like so awesome having two breweries so close together and yeah, very much sort of different, um, different setups and different scenes, but yeah, we love going to, to Shelter and, and Rocky Ridge. It's always worth dropping as well. Yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah, you mentioned the core range of beers and sort of some of them being a bit more sessionable. Um, I see also you've got a, a not low alcohol beer, I think 0.5%, which is pretty much no alcohol, isn't it? As much as you can get to. Um, so you've also got the red ale, which I really love. That's a delicious beer. Um, but mate, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I guess not sort of blow your head off ABV like some of the IPAs are Um, but maybe you can give us a bit of a run through on how you sort of came up with the core range style and core range of beers I imagine they're sort of evolving and they could change Um, and also I know I asked you a question down there earlier no hazy (laughs) maybe you can sort of let us know what's going on there yeah sure Uh, I guess uh, our styles evolved really with what we wanted to drink to begin with and what we thought would work well in the market here. Uh, so we did, when we opened, we had a pretty big focus on our lager, which is um, quite a sweet multi-style, that, that Hellas style, uh, and mid-strength XPA. So, um, yeah, with a bit of a push on the uh, Cascade Simcoe and Galaxy hops. We had, uh, our yes, our, our red ale, which that's kind of like a, was one of my passion projects. I really love those multi-styles uh, and getting to play with different malts. I guess as brewers, now we're all very focused on pale ales and IPAs. So being able to play with uh, some of these different caramels is really actually quite fun um, and not focusing too much on the hops. 
and we always wanted to open with the sour beer, which is where we've got our summer sour. And we originally, and we still are, uh, brewing that with a little bit of seawater in it as well. So we're trying to get the salt in that way, um, as opposed to just always using like granular salt um, and yeah. then kettle souring as well. Um, but yeah, the funnily enough, when we did open, we didn't actually open with a pale ale on our tap. We kind of were focusing on the lager, the XPA, and then we had the IPA as well. Um, yeah, it's a bit of an interesting one. I don't know why we did that, but you know what? It actually worked really well because it kind of pushed people into trying that mid-strength XPA and that lager instead of immediately coming in and reaching for a pale ale. And then about 12 months later, we introduced a pale ale to the tap, uh, which is our uh, second biggest seller here through the venue now. Um, but because we didn't start with it, it's actually allowed our lager and XPA to really uh, get a nice foothold uh, with our customer base here, which is really good. Um, but then, yes, to the hazy point, uh, I guess we do, our pale ale is quite a hazy style and we do we brew uh, other pale ales as well. Um, we have a double dry hop pale on tap at the moment that we did in collaboration with El Grotto up in Perth. Um, I guess we... As, so it's kind of, a, funnily enough, a bit of a branding question because we do have uh, those hazy styles on tap. We don't brand them as a hazy style, I guess, just because we want to just focus on it's a pale ale. doesn't matter whether it's hazy. doesn't matter whether it's a juicy style. It's about kind of what you like in a pale ale. So it's trying to get people to think about it just being a pale style instead of reaching immediately for a hazy or a juicy thinking it's going to be hazy or it's going to be sweet so this is what it is uh this is the style we wanted to brew and i guess that way people can make up their own mind on it that's how i see it as a brewer anyway marketing yeah. guys might say something completely <laughs> different <laughs> no nah, that, that's that's a great answer i think and um one of our friends actually he's very anti-hazies but yep. um i'm sure he would love to have a sort of slightly hazy juicy pale ale and maybe for him it's just a marketing thing he sort yep. of decided <laughs> hazies just there's all the people out there who just seem to be going on and on about hazies but yeah, yeah. everyone does like love those hazy juicy styles at the moment and as a brewer i do like brewing them but also as a brewer you kind of do miss playing around with those other styles like we brewed a wheat beer for tap which i just love it and it's actually gone really well um here through the venue as well uh, but then there's so many other styles as well, some of those continental style lagers. There's the new, like Italian Pills has kind of come up through the ranks lately. Um, you've got the various Ambrails, Golden Ales. There's all these, there's so many other beer styles out there. And as much as I love Pale Ale, I do really miss brewing all of those styles of beers. So we're trying to get a few more through the taps now. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And I think there's a bit of a renaissance on lagers um, yeah, and session, session beers as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, especially, you know, beautiful sunny day like this today. Can't beat, uh, yeah, nice no. crisp lager. That being said, pale ales go down tree, even an IPA. Oh, but yeah. it's just beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Hobby Boys Podcast. Barrel aged for your drinking pleasure. All right, well, thanks for that, Rory. And uh, now for the real interview. <laughs> just, just kidding, <laughs> classic. Um, so, so, Jason, uh, 
craft beer, mate. It's uh, we, we like to say that Australia often follows America when it comes to trends in uh, craft beer. Yep. Where, where do you think we'll see the Australian craft beer, or even even more specifically the WA craft beer scene in the next few years? Are we going to be moving towards bigger, um, you know, higher strength ABV beers, or are we going to be dialing it back a bit? Um, yeah, just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Where we? Yep. Where we'll sure. Be. Um, yeah, I guess traditionally we did follow the American beer market quite closely, and I think we always will to a degree. However, I do also think in the last five years or so, we've seen a shift in a particular direction towards our own style of brewing, in particular those sessionable styles, like a lighter malt flavour, pretty high tropical hop expression as well. Um, And when I was in the States last, you did actually see beers popping up over there that were specifically branded as Southern Hemisphere or Australian Pale Ales. So we, we have seen a bit of a shift into our own style of brewing. Um, in WA in particular, I think uh, we are very good at obviously brewing all styles of beers, but in particular like sessionable styles, whether it's session IPAs, lighter style pale ales, mid-strengths, because it does suit our climate perfectly. And I don't see that changing. I, maybe we obviously, uh, everyone in craft beer loves like big, hoppy beers, big uh, boozy IPAs, things like that. But I think at the end of the day, we are trying them, but we're always still going to reach for a really well-crafted lager or a really nice mid-strength uh, pale style or IPA style. Yeah. Um, and I just think we will continue to see uh, the that style develop further into the future and hopefully we start looking at bringing some more locally sourced raw materials in whether it's like local craft monsters that are actually starting to set up and hopefully we start seeing a little bit more of that coming into the market soon and then down here in this region in particular we've got uh, two or three hop growers as well which funnily enough Aaron from Preston Valley Hops just dropped off some 10 kilos of Victoria flowers today (laughs) which will be fun to play with. (laughs) Yeah how lucky were we we got to meet him as well and have a have a yarn about that all, all things hops in our Don, Donnybrook, isn't it? Yeah, yep. Donnybrook, yeah, yeah. wow. Um, no, nah, that's cool to see. It's a bit of a relief um, to hear that, that we, we are going back towards the sessionable numbers. I'll tell you what, after, after a couple of like 10% hazies, I'm, yeah, I'm a different person. Uh, but, I mean, <laughs> like you can still get really nice sessionable hazy styles. Oh, but, for yeah. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like we just smashed a couple of the um, summer sours that you guys make oh, yeah. and yeah. Oh my god! Like honestly, blew my, I, I probably hadn't had one in a couple, maybe since not since you first opened actually, and um, and yeah, I, I don't know. Like it, it's really good. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, that's definitely been a recipe that changed along the way. The first few batches, uh, I soured it with malt, um, okay. threw the malt into the kettle, and soured it that way. Soured very quickly and threw some amazing, unique characters, but not the cleanest profile. So you have yeah. these really juicy tropical characters, but then like some sweaty characters coming through. So okay. we ended up phasing that out into using kind of a more pure strain. Yeah. Which is that way it's <laughs> repeatability. Repeatability. Um, people know <laughs> what they're getting. Consistent. And yeah, pretty smashable on a day like today. So yeah, yeah I'm a bit of a bit of a sour lover myself. So yeah, it's good, good to find one that's a bit lower. Um, lower ABV as well. Yep, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, not going to be a full-blown pastry sour, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, um, and, and, yeah, finally, 
as someone who has recently stepped into the industry and kind of, I just like, I cold emailed a bunch of breweries in Brisbane to start things off because I did do a bit of a switch from where I was. Um, What would be your advice to someone, say like a younger person that wants to get into, well, wants to eventually become a brewer or wants to get into the brewing industry? Um, What do you think is a good place for them to start? Is it just to kind of network with, try and network with people or start your own beer podcast? (laughs) (laughs) Starting a podcast is one way to do it. Um, Yeah, I mean, back in the day when I got into brewing, I randomly saw a little creatures advert in the newspaper. This is how long ago it was. Um, And then reached out and even though they'd already filled the position, they found a spot for me in the packaging hall. So I was in packing for nine months before switching over into the brewing department. Um, those days kind of I probably have gone a little bit, but I think there's always an opportunity if you want to get into the industry, reach out to the brewer, see if you can just come in for a chat. Yes, definitely try and network a bit. Um, and, uh, yeah, try and run yourself through a course. Uh, we are trying to get a brewing course up and running here in WA through TAFE which hopefully we'll get that across the line soon. Everyone, like from our Southwest Brew Alliance to WA Brewers Association and uh, the IBA, everyone's trying to push really hard to get this up and running, and that'll probably be the number one route into the industry in the future, I would say. Cool. Okay. Yeah, because we've got a similar one in um, Brisbane. I think it's, yeah, last couple of years, the... Is it a cert, cert three? And yeah. uh, the, mic's, <laughs> the mic's awkward. <laughs> yeah, I need to get another mic. Um, I think it's a cert, cert three yep. in brewing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like a lot of people, well, one one guy who I used to work with at All In, he's just started his own brewery and he, he started in by doing the TAFE course, yeah, um, right, got a nice. job at Black Ops and then All In and then, yep. yeah, just opened Hiker Brewing in Brisbane. But Sweet. Um, yeah, so I think in WA, like there's that many breweries popping up and obviously all over in the regions as well not just perth yeah. um yeah so yeah that definitely and the the industry here in wa in particular is screaming out for stuff like yeah okay. the volume boom that's happened uh throughout the COVID period is just insane and i think everyone's still chasing their tail uh and the industry is chasing its tail on trying to keep up with the staff requirements yeah you just need uh just more hands like just more people just be running day-to-day stuff or brewers yeah, definitely yeah. like more people but more brewers as well okay um yeah. like people coming into the industry like that have knowledge already yeah. uh but if you don't at the end of the day it's not the end of the world um if you've got the right attitude and aptitude any brewery is probably going to try and get you in yeah. and be super happy to have you on the team Cool. Yeah, that's um, it's good to hear. If you guys listening, and wants to be a brewer, uh, don't do it. No, no it's, a, it's a great industry to be a part of. As yeah, yeah um, wish I got into it sooner. But yeah, no, look, look, Jason, thanks uh, so much for jumping on the hotboard and and showing us around nice, shelter. Cheers like, yeah, we really appreciate it. Having a few beers as well. It's been yeah, it's cool to yeah get down and see behind the scenes of one of the best breweries in well Australia. I was gonna say WA, but no, I guess Australia, obviously. Yeah, no, yeah. No, um, yeah, and yeah, hopefully catch up with you soon. Cheers, mate. Whether you're a bolter boy, a stoner wood simp, or a cheeky monkey, well, cheeky monkey, the Hoppy Boys podcast has got you covered.
Well, that's pretty much a wrap on this week's episode of the Hoppy Boys podcast. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And massive shout out. Thank you to the guys at Shelter. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Tom, uh, for hooking us up with a bunch of free beers and, and to both of you for just giving us your time. Um, we understand it was, it was busy. It was a long weekend at WA. So we really appreciate the few hours you guys spent with us chatting beer and chatting all things, um, brewing in, in the beautiful Southwest of WA. So yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't think I've said it enough. Um, but we will see you guys next week on the podcast. Myself, Rory, we'll be back at it. Um, spinning some yarns. So keep an eye out for that. And yeah, don't forget to check us out on socials at the Hoppy Boys and the Hoppy Boys official if you're on TikTok, which I presume not, uh, not many people, well, it's getting more popular. We'll see. Anyway, cheers guys. Laters. That's another session of the Hoppy Boys podcast all wrapped up. Have a great week filled with all things craft beer, and we'll catch you next week as we continue on our pursuit of hoppiness. Cheers.